Welcome listeners, welcome JV Pickers, host Sway here, back with working together to bring you a playlist worth getting lost to by our collective brain trust. This th- this week's theme is front women. So grab your quarters, pick your dibs. This is Jukebox Vertigo. We have a really sweet expanded brain trust today. Uh, welcome some of my favorite people on this show. Welcome back, of course, Amanda. Hello, thank you for having me yet again. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I, honestly, I'm just going to start saying when it's just the three of us, you're part of the core brain trust. Straight, straight up. I'm done with that. That was one last, just like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, continuity, people. It's important. And welcome back, of course, Liza. Hey, everyone. I'm so glad to be back. Yes, I, God, I, I wish I could have you more often, but it's like, it's cool that I can actually have like guests lined up, but damn it, do I love just talking music with you? Oh yeah, all the time. This is actually one of those when we kind of had like our whole like um, for the show, oh like rebranding, and then we, well, we already had like a whole catalog. Uh, you had dibs on this one for like forever ago. <laughs> yeah, I think months. I'm not sure quite how long. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, well, well, since we had like the whole rebranding, so like yeah, since then like the, you've been lined up for this one. I've been so stoked when. I think, yeah, you have, like, four other ones that you have, like, on dibs for. And I've been, I'm have been i excited for those, too, but this is the one I've been, like, cool. We're starting out here. That's a and, great place to start. Yeah, no, totally. And, of course, as always, we're going to have Keith. Hey. Uh, yeah, this was a very difficult week. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> it later, but, yeah, I had to make some hard cuts. It was one of those easy, hard ones, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to the jukebox. We'll get to the jukebox. Before we get to the, the sweet jukebox, uh, stuff came out since the last episode some sweet stuff oh man did i have some fun with some stuff uh so i'll start with the stuff uh with the things i just i did i listened to like once or i'll probably just like not come back to um okay that that sounded like bad but these are actually pretty good stuff um i so i didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing of the leaky lee ii album which i do want to because i love i really like leaky lee uh but i just never got come uh never came back around to it uh after that it was the black keys uh, drop out, drop out, boogie. It was, it was solid. It was definitely solid. It was, just, it was definitely black keys as you remember them. <laughs> I honestly have not listened to them since. What was it? Ombres came out. It, uh, felt, it felt very concept album. A little, yeah. Like it was weird. It was like it all bled together. Like, and I was done with it before I realized it. It was very strange. But yeah, yeah right. Okay, that, that, that's a good way to put it. Because yeah, I kind of have the same same feeling. Um. The other one I started coming back to at the end, it was um, Mahalia with Letter to Your Ex. This is a really cool, it, it's labeled as an album, but it's like a five song, I want to call it an EP, but it's labeled as an album for now, maybe, but I'm pretty sure it's an EP. It's really good. Um, it's very chill if you just need some like just uh, chill music, but it is very much like, yeah, that, a Letter to Your Ex. So it's going to have like some songs, like some diss songs. Um, and the last one is called, it's, what was it called? Not Letter to Your Ex, but it was like, but it's kind of like letter to your next, but EX is in parentheses. So it's kind of like, it's, it almost like just starts over. Uh, so then next, uh, yeah, the, the singles that I got, I, I did have very fun, very fun with, very much fun with, uh, was Behemoth with Ove My Herculean Exile. Oh, baby. This was, this was good. This is dope. Um, please Behemoth put out, put out a sweet album. I think it's been since nothing since the Saintness since 2014. Give me some more, please. Arch Enemy with Sunset Over the Empire. This was a lot of fun. Um, please, just no no more teases with singles. Just our, if, if we got another Arch Enemy this year, give us that, please. Uh, I, I'm just so stoked for it. And then another one that, cu- that got labeled as a single, but it was a three-song surprise. It was Decapitated with just a cigarette. Uh, it was, yeah, like I said, three songs. The second one had a feature with uh, Ginger. So that was that was uh, sweet. That was pretty sweet uh, having her come in on the hook. Uh, but it's decapitated, heavy, super dope. Um, and I'll save my last single for at the end because it was one of my favorites. Okay, now coming down to the top, going down, it's uh, Florence and the Machine with Dance Fever. This was a lot more mellow than I thought it was gonna be because I, I just been having fun with like those like like those greatest hits that they've been pumping out. And of course, it's just like all the bangers. And this like this one just came in just like really soft, but in a good way. I mean, it's still it's still very much Florence and the Machine. Uh, but if you need that new album, Dance Fever, which is why I, I think that's when kind of like I got um, uh, let down with like the name of the album with Dance Fever. I wanted to be a little more dancey, a little bit more um, just the way they just like they, the way they just explode. It's just it's, they have such a sweet sound. After that, ooh, 
Tank and the Bangas with Red Balloon. This was dope. Um, I hadn't heard of, heard of them before, but they are very much a NOLA, a NOLA band. Like, they're very jazzy, very hip-hop oriented. Um, God, this is actually really cool. And I, and I really like the opening. There's like a like a radio type opening with um, with Wayne Brady. Then he kind of like just like probably like introduces them. Uh, but actually, I didn't know that they also, I guess this, this being their second album, they kind of have like a Weezer thing going on because their first album was The Green Balloon and now there's a Red Balloon. So keep the balloons coming because I'm a fan of Tank and the Bangas. Um, well, just because it's next, Harry Styles. Okay, let's talk about Harry Styles, people. <laughs> Harry's room. I get it. I'm judging you. <laughs> I, I, I I get it. So 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 here so here's the thing. It wasn't really my thing when it was uh, One Direction, and then when he went solo, it was just like, well, the, the the man obviously does not need my clicks, my listens. He's gonna be fine. Uh, so that's why I never really listened to it. And then it, also because I didn't have a podcast, but now that I have a show, it's like, okay, now I kind of maybe <laughs> have to li- maybe, maybe try it out. And then Key said, yo, it's a vibe. And it was not really what, what it's not really what you thought it was going to be. So I was like, okay. And then so to the next day, the following day was like, Hey, maybe we should play, maybe we should uh, put this on. And yo, this, at least this album was very much a vibe. It was. It, I can definitely get jiggy with it. Get kind of lost with it. It's. It's fun. I guess my other thing too is just like, the man is just also a Juan Gabriel uh, dress biter, and that's why I also just like was always trying to be against against them because he knew he was he knew he wasn't gonna like just touch home, so he never fucked with like the Elton John like fruitfulness. But he did take a lot of my boy uh, Juan Gabriel's bedazzled suits, and so just saying. If it makes you feel better, he wants to be Peter Gabriel, who he wants to be. Ooh, so he likes the Gabriels. I'll send you a tweet where there's like very similar suits between Juan Gabriel in like old fucking days, and then the suits that that Harry just likes to wear that are very similar. Just bedazzly suits, but yeah. Anyway, Harry's room was very fun. Um, I very much enjoy it from honestly from top to bottom. Even like like I think is um not as as I lay. It was a there's one song starts with like like as as like, as as it was, uh, as it was. I that's really like that song. Single. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I mean, I just like the whole thing. I first, I first heard it, but that one's really nice. And then the closer, I really like the way it closes. Um, forget the name of the song on that one, but yeah, I definitely liked it. Um, after that, okay, this was a surprise just to make me feel super fucking old. But Juanes had a re-release of Un Dia Normal, the twentieth anniversary is like book this is like on mexican radio like um adios le pido and damn it, i can't remember the other song but like the, t- the two singles were just like on all the fucking time in 2002 and just to see it at 20 year anniversary it's like i had to listen to it and it still holds it's the only album i really like after that he started getting way more like latin pop and it was just like like was it like a misa negra as like I-, I i honestly did not like that song everybody fucking liked that song no not me um okay so now for the big ones Kendrick Lamar, I'll, I'll go there. With Mr. Morale, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. It was good. It was good. I per, I mean, it was appropriate. I mean, it was it was definitely appropriate. I, I didn't want another uh, to pimp a butterfly, but it was very. But I understand that there was a lot to get off of his chest. There was a lot to unpack on that album. I just it was, but, it was definitely the album he wanted to make. Oh, for sure. Not the but one be, he wanted to make and he wanted us but to But because <laughs> of it, but because of it in it, you can definitely hear that he kind of wished he might have also pumped out another thing before this one. It's kind of also felt, felt felt by it too. It's like not that he was forced to make this one, it's definitely the one what he wanted to do like you said. Uh but I feel like he kind of missed out. Just obviously like COVID just fucked everything up. I'm sure like there would have been there could have been something there before maybe trying to just like un, like make it Another album where you just had to unload, uh, but it was still good. It was still very good. It's one I'm, I'm gonna come back to it later. It was just like yeah, it's one of those where it's like maybe just like the I listened to like what two times, two full times, and after that I was like in the background. But later I'll come back with probably like a same or maybe a better opinion on it. Again, not that I didn't like it, but it's just like 
not the whole thing I was expecting, especially for me, it being so so long. But there there are some highlights. There are some highlight songs like the one where it's like the fight song where yeah. he's going back and forth with the girl. Oh my god, that. that song is really good. Heavy, heavy as fuck. It is a brutal, brutally honest song. And then for my favorite thing uh, that I discovered this year, or this not this, I guess one of my favorites I just did discover this year, but from this last uh, music release sesh, Destructo Disc with Bad Gravity. This is why I fucking love punk. Why I just love just the simplicity of just a trio, where sometimes that's all you need. And this little trio from Westchester, Virginia, just has this classic punk sound without sounding dated while being very refreshing. Like, it's just like, I, like you listen to this and it's, it's like, and you're just like, oh, I, I feel like I, I have heard this before. Or it's just like, it's reminiscent to like something of like old, not that old, but like that, it's like a classic sound to it. But God damn it. Is it just so refreshing to hear these, like, like this, like this punk band. It's just like, oh, it's just, it's been really, really good. Um, Amanda, I'm not sure if we got a chance to listen to them. I, I sent them your way, but uh, I really wanted your opinion on them. And <laughs> it was, this was definitely one I've been having uh, on repeat a lot. Uh, one of one of my highlights, uh, Destructo Disc, also because just because of the name alone of the the Krillin move, a DBZ reference uh, with, bad, <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> with bad gravity. And oh yeah, and my last, last, last thing. Oh my god, so so good. I fucking love them so much. Fucking pretty bitter. I knew with, it. I knew with the latest single, Final Girl. Oh, is this so good? It's just like, I love how they can just like explore. They just like, they just explore music and they can just fucking land it. Um, I love the concept of the whole thing. Uh, immediately, the, my, my first thing I even had to tweet about it is that it made me think of Eat the Rich. To which I even got Sarah's kind of approval reply uh, to it. So like, that's really cool. And mostly because, I mean, the sound of it is very modern. Um, it is very, d- did give me like some vibe vibes, especially with the context of like the story. Uh, but then the chorus, the "You Survive" and "You and I." There's like there's some lines in there that was just like it just fits with the book so well. And especially when it starts talking shit about the boyfriend, it's like the the American boy that ha- that had it all. It's just like it's like it's almost there. Um, it, it was really good. I'm God. I want this album so bad. Pretty bitter. Final girl, everybody. Okay, I'm done. Amanda, what have you been listening to? Um, oh my goodness. So I listened to the other thing that you, you gave me to listen to. So I was listening to Endless Room. So it is a pretty cool project. I like that a lot. Nice. Um, other than that, just I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I don't listen to a lot of what we're going over today. So discovering a lot of new, new bands. So <laughs> there's a lot of digging and learning new things this week. Hell yeah. Anything, any other highlights? Um, not that I want to name before I name my picks. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. They're all honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, by the way, um, I, like I, I did tell you specifically, but want to put on the record, I did listen to Shadow Academy. And it, yes. is a very, it is a very good rock project. Like the way I kind of talk about uh, Destructive Disc, like in the punk attitude, but being in the now, is kind of what I felt about Shadow Academy with like classic rock. And like it's still like here like without sounding like dated at all. It, it, it was cool. So thank you for that recommendation. Awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. And Eliza, what have you been jamming out to? Well, just about everything I've been listening to listening to has been inspired by this week's pick, right? So front okay. women. So I've been getting back into kind of a lot of those Riot Girl and Grunge adjacent bands. So I've been listening to a lot of Seven Year Bitch and L7, who I'll talk about right now just because they didn't make my final cut. Cool. Uh, but just really, really terrific. I forgot how much I liked the Seven Year Bitch album, Viva Zapata, which was an album I randomly bought at a record store because I liked the cover and I liked the band name. <laughs> and then it just became like a staple of my regular listening for the next, oh, I don't know, it's probably got to be. 15 years now <laughs> hell yeah I, I just like i love those like self-discovery bands that you just that you've just always had in your back pocket you're just like this is mine like i found this you know exactly yeah it's just one of the the happiest accidents mm-hmm. nice uh and keith what's behind your rotation oh boy okay <laughs> let me pull up the list 
Um, it was a big week. It was this last one was a big dump. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> um, started actually. I listened a lot of Twenty One Savage. By the way, on the side, I said a lot that made me think of him. Nice. Um, Liz recommended when she was on the show the new single by Portugal the Man, and it's actually really good, and I highly recommend it. It's called What Me Worry. It's one of my favorite songs of theirs, so I'll start there. Um, I listened to a lot of Minus the Bear. I was just kind of in the mood for Minus yeah. the Bear. Like, I, re- I really get in the mood for them sometimes. And uh, obviously, I love Pachuca Sunrise, but I have this opinion that the original Pachuca Sunrise isn't nearly as good as the remix. The remix is much better. Um, Drilling slowed, is my song. It slowed slightly down. It's really nice. So, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get the stuff I normally listen to out of the way. I listen to a lot of Weezer um, because we hit the 20th anniversary. And everybody follows me on Twitter probably saw my Twitter. Oh yeah, uh, we hit the 20th anniversary of Maladroit. Hell yeah. Which I stated is perfect, just like every Weezer album. <laughs> Don't fight me. So um, that kind of led me into a Weezer era, because I'm, I'm unusual in that my favorite Weezer albums to sit and listen to are Hurley and Ratitude. Oh, I love Hurley. They're both great albums. Like, and like a lot of people were like, what? Why, why not the Blue Album? I love the Blue Album, but I don't want to sit and listen to the Blue Album. Okay, the Blue Album is overplayed. I mean, it's good, but come on. <laughs> we can listen to other Weezer. Weezer. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm trying to think of other stuff that's not my picks. <laughs> um, okay, new stuff. We'll start there. Uh, the Rolling Stones put out a live album, Live at the El Macombo in 1977. Uh, there's a story behind this, and it's pretty cool. Um, they were basically gearing up to go on tour, and they were in Toronto uh, gearing up to go on tour. And essentially, their label did a secret show in a tiny little nothing bar and um, set it up at like they did like a radio contest of like hey if you could see the Rolling Stones live what song would you want them to play live <laughs> and whoever like people who answer there's a chance you can win tickets to go see this local band right that's the whole idea so people won the tickets and stuff and it was actually the local band was opening for the Rolling Stones <laughs> and, oh, so the, Ro- the Rolling Stones did two nights in a row and this is a recording of the entire <laughs> concert and it's really good quality live recording. I really like the sound of it. And man, it, the audience, Josue uh, knows because we've talked about it in the past. Live albums drive me crazy because a lot of times the audience take away from the live album. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like another one's like, woo. There's, there's like one guy that keeps going, woo. Like <laughs> one of my favorite live recordings ever is Weezer, actually. And I want to say it's, uh, it's Surfax America, actually. Mm. And there's a dude in the background going, smoke dope, just over and over and over. <laughs> and it, it fucking ruins it. It makes me so annoyed. So I hate, but in this album, the audience is really chill and just seems to really enjoy it. They're not like going crazy. So What really, year was this recorded? 1977. 77? Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. So, so I highly recommend it. It's a double disc. It's really good. Uh, I got a lot of reading and writing done to it, which, you know, is a good, it's a good background thing. And like, it's, it's good. I also listened to Dance Fever by Florence and the Machine. I really liked it. It's an album I want to recommend to people. That okay. was my first instinct. I'm like, this is something that is universal enough. I think a lot of people really like it. And I can recommend it. Um, I just, I have to talk about the opening track, which is called King. Mm-hmm. And just Florence welch has the this aura of energy and power and i love it and just only florence can get away with just straight up writing a chorus i am no mother i am no bride i am king like (laughs) fuck yes i love her so much that was one of the singles for sure i I was familiar with that one yeah so i I really really like that album um yeah i can't wait to recommend that to the right people so um I also listened to Kendrick Lamar. Now, I really liked it at first, and I'm, I'm, I still like it, but I am getting a little hesitant about it. Um, there's some problematic moments that, you know, is in oh, most yeah. rap. You know what I mean? That's just like, oof. Yeah, um, that I didn't really care for. Um, but, I mean, he, he fucking went for it. You got to give him that. It was really good. It's, the hip- it's my hip-hop album of the year so far, but... I don't know how I'm going to feel about it like at the end of the year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I've already changed in the past two weeks how I feel about it. So we'll see. So um, I also listened to, and this is not a joke, Seth MacFarlane's new album. Oh, I did see it. 
because I love Seth MacFarlane. I love crooners. And, you know, he's great at it. He really is. And he's just a genuinely, seems like a genuinely really cool dude. Um, you know, terrible family guy jokes aside, <laughs> you know, obviously. But I've always been more of a fan of the Orville than family guy. And so is he, by the way. So, yeah. Um, I also listened to the Pretty Bitter single. It was very, very, very good. Uh, next, uh, the last up, I listened to Harry Styles. So I get to give my opinion about it. <laughs> Um, album of the year right now for me, uh, straight up album of the year. It is, it's not even a competition. It flows perfectly for a pop album. There's a lot of really good instrumentation in it too. Yeah. And from unexpected sources, like not the instruments you'd expect. He experiments a lot with this album. Yeah. Um, as it was obviously is amazing. It's just the hit of the year. I don't, I expect it to be number one in the hot 100 at the end of the year. Um, Love of My Life is the closer that you were mentioning. Really like yes. that. Oh my and God. before that was Boyfriends, which I really liked too. Mm-hmm. But the song for me was Matilda. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That song, the lyricism, just, just, oh my God. Um, Matilda is about a girl. It's him singing to a girl, but it's not a, it's not like a love story at all or anything like that. It's literally a girl who obviously has some personal problems with her family. And it's him basically telling her, like, you spent your whole life acting like nothing's wrong. And you feel like, basically, you feel bad because you think you should, essentially, is what it is. So it's like, the chorus is, you can let it go. You can throw a party full of everyone you know and not invite your family because they never showed you love. You don't have to be sorry for leaving and growing up. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, like, that just sits on me. And then he reprises it at the end with the, with the different version. You can let it go. You can throw a party full of everyone you know. You can start a family who will always show you love. You don't have to be sorry. Now, me and Josue just finished one of our favorite comic books of the year, which had almost this exact theme. Yeah. <laughs> and I read that and listened to this within like 24 hours of each other. And it was fucking brutal. It absolutely just devastated me. And I love this song. I've listened I've listened to this album. I'm not kidding. I've listened to this album at least 30 times since it came out. Uh, I just yeah. I just I just throw it on repeat and do something. I mean, it's, it's definitely one an, an easy play for for at work, but it's so funny cuz um I'm there before kind of like the convenience store that's like in front of me or it's more like of a uh, Portland just uh, knickknack shop right? Um, and they play it like 45 minutes later when their opener comes in so I get to hear it almost like twice <laughs> in between my songs uh, but that Matilda song and the way we were talking about the instrumentation on this album uh, in that song like the way it opens up with the with the acoustic guitar I really like the the those, imper- those imperfect uh, harmonic pitches mm-hmm. to cue him in because you would think, like, with someone like him or something, an album like this with uh, with a status, they would have to be like perfect pitches to like, l- like let them ring. But the way that they're not is just like I actually like that, especially when then with the, the theme of the song. Yeah, and for those who haven't heard it, uh, I know you hear acoustic slow ballad, white guy. Let me let me let me let me make you feel a little better. It's less <laughs> Jack Johnson and Jason Mraz and John Mayer and more the very best that Ed Sheeran has ever done. <laughs> is what I would compare it to. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. And I'm an Ed Sheeran fan. I fucking love Ed Sheeran. And this is just as good as anything Ed Sheeran's ever made. So, yeah, that's the end of my listens. Everybody listen to Harry Styles. It's fantastic. <laughs> it, it, it turned me on. It, it, changed, it changed my mind for, for Harry Styles, at least at least for this album. It was very enjoyable. Also, also, have you seen the video for As It Was? No. Ooh, no. Okay, so um, <laughs> there's a very cute girl in it, first of all. And they have really cool choreography. And at the end, he looks at the camera and flashes this smile. And I'm like, you cute little motherfucker. (laughs) I was like, you adorable little bitch with your cute little smile in your eyes. I'm like, I hate everybody in this video because you're all so fucking pretty. So, yeah. Check the video out. It's really cool, actually. Oh, shit. Okay. And one one last thing I wanted to mention about uh, Destructo Disc because it it pertained to you, Keith. Uh, I know you're just like the most non never uh, gatekeeper, but they have a song that it would be like your gatekeeping song. Cause it's called uh, you don't even surf here. And it's just like a call <laughs> out to someone. <laughs> it's really good. I'll send it to you later. Okay, cool. Okay. But yeah. That's good for me. 
Sweet. All right, let's move on. We're here. We made it to the jukebox, adding a fresh new page. And what I've been really excited for is front women. It's 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 almost like I guess we just have to like make the show just just so I can we can like specifically fo- all of us focus on front women because they're honestly usually my go tos. There's almost like little to no right. point to like highlighting front women because like they're already just like part of the band anyway. So it's. Um, and yeah, they're all my, my choices anyway. But at least now we get to just like celebrate them because, oh man, like the reason why they're just like my favorite, my honestly go-to music or if like they have like a lead female singer or just like the front presence is that, is the commanding presence that like you go to those live shows and you're just like in awe of just how much power they're just like throwing at the audience. And then I just feel singled out that it's just to me highlighting uh, the Distiller show with Brody Doll. Because that was amazing, um, and I don't want to mention she didn't make the cut. But spoilers for later. Anyway, I love them. They're they're just all amazing. I just like I love every show where they just like throw out like like I said. It just seems like they just have this power on stage and they just like exude it. And then you, you follow them on social media, and sometimes you're just like they you get to know them in that way, and it's like they tend to be kind of like the most introvert or just like that, that or people in that way, and just like fuck, they just use that stage to just like really just like unleashed and it's just like i thank him for it every fucking time um but yeah manda and i, I fucking love that we have like these two guests because y'all are front ladies too so y'all have been around <laughs> y'all have been on a stage so it's fucking awesome so manda how does it feel being up there um oh man awesome like i i miss it so much um there's it's it's weird to talk about being on stage and performing because I'm a really shy, introverted person in real life, which doesn't, you know, because I'm talking and it's like fine now, but um, just generally like in a crowd, like I'm not comfortable. But being in front of the crowd, it's like a totally different experience. Um, yeah, I love I love being in that position so much. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And then like same thing moving on uh, with Liza. It's just like I love that you also taught music as well. Oh yeah, it's super fun to to teach music and teaching presence actually is something that's always interesting, giving people advice on what to nice. do. Because being on stage like that is, like Manda said, a different experience. I actually have this thing where I almost like black out while I'm on stage. I don't really <laughs> remember it very well afterwards. <laughs> it does it's it's the strangest thing, but it always feels powerful. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's so so cool. I mean, honestly, I would love to. I, I would love to catch both of y'all like in your own like respected bands or just like in a project. Just, cause I just I want and, and then later on to play music with both of y'all because that's one thing I really do. I, I would love to do as well. Um, but yeah, like it's just so funny that like Manda, I'm just barely getting to know you. But Liza, I, I'm familiar. Like, how kind of you are kind of a shy person, so it's just so cool that you, y'all just like use like like i said like y'all just use that to just like be able to unleash unload either blackout or whatever but it's just like a great way to just like let it all out so fuck yeah like and i don't think i just like i thank y'all for just like being able to just like throw music out there <laughs> also yeah i'm so excited for your for for all your influences or for for your picks in a second uh and uh keith you're kind of the same boat as me you love front women yeah, by default, like by default. a lot of times when I have subcategories, it's these are all girls, <laughs> like, and that usually seems to be the case because I tend to it. Um, so, I mean, again, the difficult part this week was narrowing it down, mm-hmm. and you're you're gonna see when we start my my actual subcategory is so fucking specific. It will show you exactly how much I had to narrow it down just to get three picks. Uh, I had dozens of out, al- dozens of bands on my list. Yeah, and I had to stop. <laughs> like, I was like, no. So, um, before we jump in, though, I uh, we should I should have mentioned this in my intro. Um, we got word today that Andy Fletcher from Depeche Mode passed away. Oh, no and Depeche shit. Mode is like one of my favorite, like one of my favorite bands of that era, easily. Mm-hmm. And so that really sucks. I just thought I'd throw that out there because you know sometimes we bring it up when there's music news, and I wanted to just make sure to throw it out there. That sucks. Um, he was 60, you know, and it was natural causes. It's not like he was still touring with them or anything like that, but he was an original member. He was there for, you know, the big hits. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, were you also just done on your bit for front women? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited to, you know, 
again, I when we get into it, you'll see. You'll see my. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. you, I'll say this: you're going to love my category. Yes, excellent. Uh, all right, cool. Let's get down to sharing. Uh, I also had a theme. Uh, uh, all my ladies are from south of the border because I had to highlight them as well. Um, no, they're not solo artists. I just I, I did want to highlight them, like being part of a project, and I'm just. God, I'm so excited to share and then later to listen, but we're not there yet. It's not Monday. So <laughs> it is Monday if you listen to it on the day of, and I appreciate you, those listeners. But that's getting meta here in the now recording. So for my first one, uh, I'm going to go with um, this band called Bella Nova, and I'm going to go with uh, Rosa Pastel. And here you go, Keith, in the <laughs> chat. Uh, Bella Nova is, is from um, Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. And they just they they are a pop band. Uh, it's like the, just like literally the, the two dudes in the back, but her and uh, the niece. It's just awesome. She just has like that sweet voice. And then Rosa Pastel is just like it was like it was like the the main hit to just like really just like put them on the on the charts. Uh, and it's just like it's so damn catchy and like that perfect Latin pop. And just it, I, I love it. I just like I, I want to share with y'all. I just like I, I wish y'all knew it right now, but we'll listen to it later. Um, it is a very good song. Bella Nova, Rosa Pastel. Manda, what is your first pick? Um, so, you know, I said before, I'm not super familiar with the subject matter. So female friends at bands. And like, I don't mean that in a way that I, I can't just name a bunch off the cuff. Um, there's definitely, you know, women friends at bands that are on my playlist. But I wanted to break out of my box because um, two ways that I kind of approach music are very bass forward and then um, vocals that fit my voice style. Um, I have a very low voice for a girl, so I don't always gravitate towards female voices. Um, so for me, it was like exploring different types of female voices. And I wanted to get to uh, just something different, something different than what I'm usually into. So I found, which is a band that's already on the jukebox playlist, but I picked the song that is not, um, War Paint. Yes. And so the song that I picked is Keep It Healthy. Um, so I actually found out about War Paint because Josh Klinghoffer originally played drums and guitar on their EP. Um, so I was really interested in that. And the Keep It Healthy is not actually off their EP, but that was kind of like what turned me onto the band. Um, mm. So they are fronted by Emily. I cannot say her last name. <laughs> it's with a K. <laughs> um, they actually released an album May 6th of this year. Um, it, it's it's good. It's I would recommend checking it out. But Keep It Healthy, I chose. It has this kind of melancholy mood that appeals to me. Like and a lot of the stuff that's on my playlists have that same sort of vibe. Uh, the drum beat and bass, I feel, have like a really unique feel in this track. Um, and I really like the mix, the production, the way the vocals are with the instrumentation. I think it's just really great. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're a very fun project. Yeah, very cool. Nice. And Eliza, first pick. Well, real quick, I want to oh. throw in something about Warpaint, by the oh, way, yeah. that I discovered after you added them. Um, Shannon Sosaman used to be a member, the actress from A Knight's Tale. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, she used to be a member of that van. You know, the most beautiful woman in the 2000s? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she used to be a member of that band. She was a founding member, actually, which That's is awesome. really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, go on. Dope. Uh, all right, Liza, you're first pick. All right. Well, this was a really hard category for me because I've mostly listened to female-fronted bands my entire life. <laughs> so it got a little bit tricky. You'll find that my choices this time definitely lean pretty punk because a lot of that is what I was playing growing up. And so then these are women that I was looking up to at the time, or in this case, discovered later and I liked what they were doing. So my first pick is by Priests. The song is Appropriate. And that's the album opener from Nothing Feels Natural. And it's just such a great opener. It's so confident. It's so aggressive. And if you've ever seen Priests, Katie Alice Greer just puts it all out there. Incredible performing energy. And so I really wanted to make sure that I got priests on my list. They were on, they were on my honorable mention. So thank awesome. you. <laughs> we went to that show. We did. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. It's so good. <laughs> I, I hope it's just a hiatus. I know they said. Oh, I was but... devastated when I heard that they were on I hiatus. I, ho- I hope it's just a hiatus and they I give know, us right? another I... album. Like that that turn that they had with uh, the Session of Kansas was a good turn to their stand. It was. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, so it's like fuck, like, ugh, like please come back, priests, please, 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 please listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keith, your first pick. 
All right. So all of my songs are artists that I discovered for one reason or another because of this podcast. Oh, cool. Yes. Nice. That's awesome. And the first one is going to set a record on the podcast from time of release being added to the jukebox. Ooh. Final Girl by Pretty Bitter. Nice. I loved it. It's easily (laughs) my favorite Pretty Bitter song, and I love Pretty Bitter. I've really enjoyed listening to them. But the lyrics, it's all about, like, you know, a slasher girl character. It specifically has a scream shout-out in it, which I really like. Um, Yeah, I had to. And, of course, this one I discovered because of Josue. All three of these songs I discovered for three different reasons through Mm -hmm. the podcast, which I'll go over. But... Yeah, Final Girl by Pretty Bitter. I, I absolutely loved this song. It was so good. I was literally so. thinking, it's like, oh, what a very underwhelming uh, review of the single. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was trying to be all cool. I was like, I also was Pretty Bitter. It was good. And I was trying to be like, because mm, I, 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 I forgot I was going to add it. Yeah. And as I started talking, I was like, shit, I mentioned it. And I'm like, it was good and moved on, basically. Nice. Okay. So, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. But no, I, I fucking loved it. The, the lyrics were amazing. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah, Final Girl, Pretty Bitter, my first choice. Sweet. Round two. Um, I'm going more south, just for a second. We're going over to uh, Bogota, South America, uh, Colombia, South America. And we're going with Aterciopelados. And this was... Well, I'm I'm also saying them in in the times that they were released. Though this song was technically released in 2021... Because my next one's from 2020, uh, they literally performed this one in 2019. So, and what this one and why this one's so special is because this is a cover of my one of my favorite songs from the top of the playlist, "En la Ciudad de la Furia." And what's even more special, I've talked about the song before, but what's even more special about the song is the cover is she was the feature for that song for Sola Stereo. The, the cover for Sola Stereo. She was a feature. Um, or she, uh, yeah, she was a uh, she sang along with uh, Gustavo for the MTV Unplugged version of this song, and then all these years later they covered it, uh, and it's actually very good. It's a, it's very dancey again, a very and a very Latin pop, but again, like they just completely flipped the song around. Uh, but it's just very good, and, and and it's just like her throughout the whole thing instead of just being um, just helping with the chorus. Um, Andrea Cheveri, yeah, Andrea Cheveri uh, to highlight uh, her, and oh, God damn it. It's uh, it's it's definitely one. It became because it's already one of my favorite songs. It just it did not disappoint. It's cool. And Amanda, your number two. My number two is a band that I honestly can't believe I never heard about because they're so up my alley. Um, Dead Sarah. Yes. Um. So they're an LA rock band. They got an endorsement by Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl said that they should be the next biggest thing in rock in like 2012 or something like that. Um. So Emily. Emily Armstrong is the front woman for that band. Um, I went back and forth between which song I was going to pick because their whole discography is new to me and I love it all. Yeah. Uh, some of their older stuff has some really like Zeppelin vibes, which I totally dig. She has like a Joplin style voice. It's awesome. Um, but I picked something from the 2021 release. I picked hands up. I think it's a good example of their current sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows kind of how they've evolved and they've kind of gotten their own thing going on. So it's a little less um, referential. And it's a really good example of her voice. So one of the things I dig about her is she is someone who can scream. And I mean, like, oh, it's so good. Like, she's got that rasp. She's got that, you know, that grit to her voice. Um, So I think that Hands Up is a great example of that. And it's just a solid rock tune. I like it a lot. She's definitely gone a lockdown on 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 her voice, like 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 throwing her voice out on that scream. She she's gone a lockdown since the earlier stuff. Awesome. Uh, awesome. It's de- that last year's album was definitely one of my highlights as well. I very much enjoyed that one. I, I mean the whole band in general. Yeah. Did you hear the cover of Heart Shaped Box? Oh yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like their most listened to thing on Spotify. Yeah, really good stuff. Um, and, be- and just because of their sound, like uh, after that that album came out, their following tour was them opening up for Slash, and it's like I kind of oh, wanted to go to that because it was just like. They, they both would have uh, sounded very well together. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's there. Fuck yeah. Uh, Liza, you're number two. All right. Uh, my number two is Guilt Within Your Head by The Gits, uh, which I sort of had a preview to with my seven-year bitch reference since they wrote <laughs> Viva Zapata after Mia Zapata was killed, uh, which is a huge bummer of a story if anyone wants to do some reading. I'll 
leave it at that. Uh, but Guilt Within Your Head, I think, is just such a perfect Gits song. Like, you can really see what they're about in this song. And Zapata is such a brash, confident vocalist. She's really good at that whole yelling while singing sort of thing. And it's just really cool. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say beyond just <laughs> <laughs> that it's cool. You should just check it out if you haven't no, heard it already. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I have not heard this one, but I'll listen to anything you recommend, too. <laughs> All right, yeah. I think you'll love it. If anyone's curious, it's G-I-T-S, not G-E-T-S. That's the second band. That's another band. <laughs> oh, yes, so that's helpful. Gets, Thank not you. the gets. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and Keith, you're number two. All right, so frequent Jukebox Vertigo guest and our beloved good friend Steven yes. once told me, hey, I know a band you'd like. And so I discovered Stand Atlantic, and they became a part of the epic trio of rock female bands that I still obsess with all the time. And I'm going to go with Lavender Bones. Great song. It's off their first album. Absolutely adore it. It's just, it's got the... The pop punk. It's the most Paramore song they have, I would say. So this is me cheating and putting another Paramore track on. <laughs> um, without feeling guilty. But no, it's really, really good. That whole album is fantastic. It's one of my favorite albums right now. So yeah, Lavender Bones by Stand Atlantic. High, high, high recommend. So. Awesome. Whew. Okay, for my last one. We're going to come back up to Mexico. And uh, we're going to go... <laughs> we're going uh, to... Tijuana? Yeah. Tijuana, Mexico. And visit, visit this little band called Habak. This fucking metal band. Oh my god. Alex is her name. And her belting out these screams are just so... The way these are just brutal, you can, it's like... You can, they just sound honest. It is, it's such an honest, brutal scream uh, coming out of, coming out of the, this mic. It is very good. And the song I'm going to go with, sending it right there, is No aceptaremos con pasividad el exterminio que nos han condenado. Meaning, we will not passively accept the extermination to which we have been condemned. Is this Fallout Boy? Are you no, no, because there's no um, parentheses. <laughs> this song is very good. Um, pretty much halfway appropriate around around now. Um, I love that it's like the first half of the song is just like them just like belting it out. What's great about Hobak is that they're, they're these like metal artsy nerds that just love to just jam out and make beautiful music. And then at some point, they're just like, oh, shit, it's been two minutes. And they just all open their eyes at the same time. And you're like, oh, fuck, we need to put our brand into this. And they just explode into fucking metal, especially with the, oh, that's right, their fucking EP. They made a they made a duo EP, Habak uh, slash with uh, Fractal. Um, that one is, like, for sure, like, that very instrumental, artsy one. Uh, but this one, the first half of the song is just just putting out an honest, an honest message out there on, like, basically just, like talking shit not just talking shit but it's just like when they just like showcase a fucked up regime a fascist regime and just like and like kind of laying it laying it out but then like the second the middle whole ha- the from the middle and the rest of it it breaks down like, it kind of mellows out like this like the way like the way i say just like these artsy nerds and then alex fucking switches it and just does these clean vocals and reads this whole passage from um uh, Necropolitica, ne- Necropolitica from Ashi Mbembe, and it's and it's basically just like paint, like, and it's like it's a passage from it, um, and like the way she's just like li- like it's, it's it's a whole list of like everything you just if you're just standing there in the middle of just it, everything you would just see, and the way it's just like the way that the song is just like it's just made like like uh, made, but fucking I'm trying to look at the word. Uh, composed, it's just so it's very beautiful and just like that, like the and like the way I say it, it, they're just so honest, like the way it's just presented and then just sung. Uh, I very much love it. I love it a lot. It's uh, they're called Habak. No aceptaremos con pasividad el exterminio que nos han condenado. Very very good song. That whole album is very good too. So that was my last one. Manda, 
what is your number three? So my number three, I went back and forth on my last slot a whole lot. Um, and I ended up kind of last minute picking this one out, uh, because I searched on the playlist and there's only one other song from this band on there. So fickle friends. Um, nice. so back in, in my wheelhouse, back in my comfort zone, <laughs> I picked a fickle friends song. I picked glue off their 2018 album. Um, so that's just, it's one of my favorite songs. The whole band, they're just, they have a really fun vibe. It's just this really good indie pop rock, like just very fun. Um, even the songs where she's like talking about how a dude broke her heart and shit. It's, it's just very fun sounding. Um, so her, the front woman's name is Natasha. Sh- I'm sorry. I wrote it down, but I can't read my own handwriting. Shiner, I think is her last name. It's an, it's an unusual name. Yeah, it's it's Natasha, but it's Nat- Natasia, I think. Um, but yeah, very cool. Uh, I'll always be a fan of them. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. Obviously, obviously I approve. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And Eliza, your last pick. All right. My last pick um, is a little bit of a left turn for my other picks. But if you know me at all, you're not going to be surprised. So my last pick is I Can Tina Turner. Tina Turner, of course, being the front woman. (laughs) And the song is Proud Mary. Hell yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Now, I can't believe that nobody's put this on the list yet. (laughs) So I've done it. (laughs) And you have to remind me when I pick it a second time. (laughs) But it's it's just tremendous. I think that Tina Turner is one of the greatest vocalists of of all time and proud mary you can see everything she can do there right because you've got that nice slow beginning but then you get that full power at the end like the whole thing just builds and it's just totally tremendous and you can't have a playlist without it right and now we don't but like yeah thank you excellent yeah i haven't made a playlist without it in years probably (laughs) unless i had a specific theme yeah awesome um, uh, I drew a blank. Anyway, um, Keith, what is your last one? Okay, as always, I reveal my honorable mentions before I reveal my last pick, and we're going to do this by category. Okay, painfully obvious picks. No doubt, Paramore, Fickle Friends, Baby Metal, Blackpink. All five of those are just <laughs> so intrinsically linked to who I am, that's an obvious pick. Um, heavier End, Otep, Hailstorm, Lacuna Coil, and Kitty. All great bands, um, especially Lacuna Coil. If I had to pick one from there, it'd be Lacuna Coil. Oof, and it'd be Christina Scavia, man. Yeah. Um, okay. Kind of contemporary bands. Our girl Gat Mooney with Taco Sauce and Juju Fontaine. I was yep. tempted. Um, the Donnas. Oh, oh, I, I love the Donnas. Before. Yeah, I think they're on here twice, even. So that you know, uh, Heim. Big Heim fan. Love Heim. Oh, yes. Uh, Beach Bunny, Best Coast. Uh, the Breeders. I was kind of surprised they didn't come up. Um, and also, uh, along with them, um, uh, Veruca Salt. Uh, also a great band uh, with the song Seether, which I believe the band Seether is actually named after that song, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Save Ferris. Yes. <laughs> I know. Um, the Cardigans. Mm-hmm. Camera Obscura, Obscura. Uh, the song uh, Lloyd I'm Ready to Have My Heart Broken is so good <laughs> so yeah um, classic artists I know Liza's going to agree with a couple of these the Bangles oh yeah the Mamas and the Papas oh yeah Blondie Blondie's yeah. in my runners up too Heart of, yeah. course. of course I actually skipped Heart on purpose <laughs> <laughs> Because I've I mean, talked about them every episode that I've been know, on. Right? <laughs> uh, Fleetwood Mac, which I technically, to me, Stevie Nicks is the front woman, even though everybody's yeah. kind of like, you know. Um, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Oh, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. Uh, also, one of my favorite genres, Hosway knows, 90s R&B, TLC, and En Vogue. I almost picked TLC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so close. And then my last honorable mentions are a genre we don't get to talk about very often because we don't really listen to it, which is country. There are some really good country bands with female lead singers. And those bands are The Wreckers, which is uh, Michelle Branch and another girl. Really cool. I really like it. Uh, The band Perry, 
which has that if I die young song, which is kind of emotionally manipulative, but is also really good. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and then finally, and a group I don't think gets enough credit in today's music, which is the chicks formerly known as the Dixie Mm -hmm. chicks. (laughs) Um, They've been telling right-wing people to fuck off since way before it was cool in country music. And I respect that. I respect the shit out of them. I remember being young in a Republican state and hearing her, them be like that and everybody turning on them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that was really weird. So, And I, I respect the fact they changed their name and they managed to do it without stealing the name of a black artist, which was really cool. <laughs> and then that puts my, the last one on my list. Absolutely not Lady Antebellum is what it says. <laughs> so... Uh, my final pick, ironically, is an artist I discovered because of this playlist, because of myself. Because we have this playlist, as Josue said, we tend to listen to a lot more music than we normally would. And this is an album that I would have missed completely if I wasn't actively looking for what came out that week. And it's an artist I've added once to the playlist already, and last time I added them, Liza was here. So it's funny. Um, Jazz Party. Um, Josue got to listen to the really sad Jazz Party song, and now he's going to listen to the opposite spectrum of Jazz Party, nice. which is called Bad Dreams, and she is Janis Joplin reincarnated in this song. I cannot wait for you to listen to it. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, so yeah, Bad Dreams by Jazz Party to wrap it all up. Nice. Thank you. And working backwards, uh, Liza, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. All right. Well, Keith beat me to Blondie, but I couldn't believe it. I was working on this and I was struggling because I was like, there's all these great artists that have influenced me. And Blondie was one that ended up on the runner-up list. Uh, The song I had in mind was 1159 because I was trying to be cool and pick a Blondie song that someone wouldn't pick. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I do really like that song. Uh, And then another runner-up I had was Bikini Kill, Double Daria. Because I just mm-hmm. I love that it's such an audacious Aww. album opener, yeah, so good. And it it kind of hurt me not to include that too. I know a lot of these do hurt. Not like I'm looking at my list now. And it's like, ah, what I do? Right? It's horrible. <laughs> or like I didn't put in the Pretenders. I love the Pretenders. They're why I play a Telecaster. Like Chrissy Hines, <laughs> amazing. So it was really tough. But yeah, those are some of my many, many runner-ups. And the other runner-up I'll mention is for Tina Turner was River Deep Mountain High, which I didn't let myself choose because technically that's solo Tina Turner. Uh, But that's just a great track. (laughs) Uh, Amanda, who didn't make the cut? Uh, so I had the pretenders on my list as well. Um, I yes. developed a really... Uh, <laughs> it would not be an episode that I'm on without me mentioning Incubus. Um, I, I discovered them. I mean, like, you know, they were a big band, but they the Chrissy did a duet with Brandon Boyd on, like, a movie soundtrack, and it was really bomb. Um, and I loved her voice. It's, like, a deeper, gravelly, totally rocks. Um, I also have... Uh, Flyleaf, which I have very mixed feelings about, which is why they didn't end up making it on. But like the song "I'm So Sick" is just one of those fucking songs. It's just it is like, a banger. It is a classic. So good. Fucking times. Um, I definitely had No Doubt and Paramore on my list as well. I don't like what happened to No Doubt, which is why I don't like to give them shout outs. But they have some of the craziest, coolest bass lines on their first couple of albums. There. Hey, come on, baby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, I also had, <laughs> I want to mention this one cause it's really out there. Uh, Republica, which was like a one hit wonder in the nineties. They had like a, a weird, I don't even fucking remember which song, but, um, I just had to like look into a nineties band and that was the one. Um, and then the other big one, I guess would be Sarah and the Sundays. Uh, there's somebody that I just found out about that. They're, they're pretty sweet. They're pretty cool. Nice. You, you just caused me to remember, too, by the way. So I'm going to throw these in as well. Um, Hole. Oh, yeah, of course. As awful as Courtney Love is, there's <gasps> some really good music. And Garbage. <laughs> and Garbage. Yeah. That, that, that's another one. But And then my other one was uh, Rilo Kiley. I fucking love Rilo Kiley. How I did mm. not think of Rilo Kiley, I'll never know. Like, yeah, so. Nice. And my list that didn't make the cut, and it's like, oh, my God. I even have to scroll down. Uh, just because I made it myself, not not that long. But Emma Boster, these are just I'm just gonna list the bands, like no songs, because yeah, Emma Boster, Dying Wish, Missy from Mannequin Pussy, 
Birdie Doll from the, the Distillers, Angela Glosso from Arch Enemy, uh, Laura Jane Grace against me, but we'll see. Uh, Ashrita from Pink Shift, really been impressed by her, and I was impressed by her uh, when I saw them live open for Mannequin Pussy. Really excited for Pink Shift. Uh, the aforementioned Katie Alice Greer from Priest, yes. Um, Courtney LaPlante from uh, Spirit Box, because holy shit, Eternal Blue was definitely one of my favorites, and I've just been seeing live sets of theirs. And she just commands the fucking stage. So good. And then for my two sad ones, um, ugh, Bianca Halseed from Betty, Bloody, uh, Betty Blowtorch. God, I just, I love her voice so goddamn much. Um, and then she was briefly mentioned, but from um, in the band days, uh, Big Brother and the Holding Company for Janet Shoplin as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, those are the honorable mentions. That closes, yeah, that closes the page for the, the jukebox uh, this week. We move on. Thank you guys so much for the picks. Stop. Uh, moving on to new releases. Uh, Keith, what do you see on your end? Not a lot. I'll run through it quick, though. Yeah. Um, I have a new Wilco album. Ooh, uh, hell yeah. Cool Country coming out tomorrow. Love Wilco. I have a Def Leppard album coming out tomorrow. <laughs> um, okay. It's called diamond star halos and i i'm like surely this is a re-release no this is new <laughs> i also love that the first comment on album of the year.org is please don't be mid frowny face so that's good stuff um there's a new liam gallagher album talking about really problematic artists that i like for some reason liam gallagher um and it's getting pretty decent reviews it's called come on you know um we'll see uh, and then uh, there's a new Fish album, if Fish is your thing, uh, called... Oh, it's a live album. May, tw- May 27th, 2022, the Warp, 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 Warp Amphitheater, Orange <laughs> Beach, Alabama. Why would you record in Alabama? Um, I wonder if it's from the show from the Channel 5 video. Again, go watch the Channel 5 video from the Fish set. It was it's hilarious. <laughs> there's also a band I mentioned last week, ironically enough, Jukebox the Ghost has a new album out called Cheers. So that's nice. your chance to listen to them. And uh, Tate McRae, I used to think I could fly as a pop star. That um, She had a kind of a minor hit last year, and she's got a very Billie Eilish, like, she really wants to be the next Billie Eilish feel. Yeah. Um, she's not quite there, I don't think, but this new album, maybe it'll be pretty good. So... Um, as far as the week after that, I only got two that came up for me that matter. Post Malone. <laughs> 12 Carat Toothache. I'm going to listen to it. He's just been like... Man, I don't know. Like, I don't know. He's He's been really good lately, and it's very interesting. He's such and a it, good soft boy. And also, <laughs> he, here, here's the features on this album, okay? This is bizarre. Um... Roddy Rich, Fleet Foxes, <laughs> The Kid Leroy, nice. <laughs> and then he has two songs, one called I Like You, A Happier Song, in quotes, or in parentheses, featuring Doja Cat, and I Cannot Be, parentheses, a sadder song, featuring Gunna. I have to listen to this album. There's so much here that makes me want to listen to this album, so... Uh, and the only other one I got is a new Frank Zappa album, apparently. Is Frank Zappa dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I honestly thought he was dead. Isn't he dead? I don't know. <laughs> He's yeah, he died in 93. I was going to say, wait a minute. What? <laughs> so, it's called Zappa Eerie. I bet it's going to be a live album. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. It's 72 tracks long. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's From the box long, set. So. Yeah, so... Uh, not a lot this week, no, especially not compared to the last two weeks where we got the Harry Styles and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to see stuff until 9 o'clock, which is not that now. Uh, but rest assured, I will have my list for the next episode. Uh, so, that was that. Next up is The Roulette. Keith, what is the next episode going to be? For the next episode, we're saying screw the roulette. Yep. Screw the roulette. We're going to do what we want to do because next month is Pride Month. And as always, we celebrate Pride very specially, and we're doing it a little differently and way more excitingly this year. And I think we should keep it a surprise. Yes, but just now it'll be related. Yeah, LGBTQA, you know, plus everything 
artists only is what we'll tell you so far. That's it. So I wish I was good at sound bites because I just I just have one that where we would just insert it right there. Um, okay. I'll tell you guys that after the show, but we'll never okay, have it. Cool. <laughs> um, so yes, that is it. Yeah. That concludes this episode of Jukebox Vertigo. Thank you to the co-host for your great picks. Uh, Amanda, any plugs, any shout-outs? Uh, just, you know, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mandaladon. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, Liza, any uh, shout-outs, any plugs? I wish. I've been real boring lately, so no <laughs> shout-outs today. <laughs> that's all good. Everybody gets a, shot, uh, gets a chance. And Keith, plugs and shout-outs. You can find me on Twitter at WHI Podcast Keith. You can find our producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz. And you can find our other show, We Have Issues, which is all about reviewing comic books. It comes out weekly every Saturday morning. And you can find that on Twitter at WHI Podcast as well. Cool. And thank you, the listeners, for your continued support on this musical sharing ride. Follow at Jukebox Vertigo on Twitter for the master playlist link to most music services. I myself am at Josue Reads Josue and Josue Plays Josue on Twitter and Twitch, respectively. Check me out every other Monday on Twitch when episodes air. I host listening parties and get down to all the songs we just talked about. Uh, And also, yeah, while you're there, feel free to shout out the theme you want us to do and we can work out to prioritizing it. Yeah, with the episode over, take uh, take the time to check out the fresh page on the jukebox. Let us know what you would have added and feel the vertigo.